0: Welcome to the Road to Health podcast, a podcast series focused on real Rhode Islanders who are making a difference in the health and wellness of communities across our state. Each episode will take you inside a health topic that affects Rhode Islanders with the hope of informing and empowering you to navigate the confusing but vitally important role of healthcare in your life. Please welcome this week's host, Carolyn Belial. Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome to the Road to Health podcast. My name is Carolyn Belial. I'm the Managing Director of Community Relations here at Blue Cross, and I'm excited to be serving as your host today. So really at the heart of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island's 80-year-old mission is philanthropy. It's all about our commitment to community. And for the past 18 years, we have been presenting the Blue Angel Community Health Grants as a way to demonstrate that commitment to our community around us. These grants are awarded to organizations who seek to improve the health and quality of life for all Rhode Islanders. And since the inception of the grant program back in 2002, Blue Cross has donated more than $3.8 million to local nonprofits, impacting the lives of more than 300,000 Rhode Islanders. In this episode, we'll be chatting with one of our recipients of the 2019 Blue Angel Community Health Grant Program, the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. Since 1982, the Rhode Island Community Food Bank has been distributing millions of pounds of food to those in need all across our state. This year, with an $11,000 grant from Blue Cross, we will help support the food bank's program, Healthy Habits, Eating Well on a Budget, which strives to provide nutrition education to underserved populations. Joining me today to talk about the mission of the Rhode Island Community Food Bank, and specifically their Healthy Habits program, is Melissa Martlin Kyle, Nutrition Education Manager at the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Thanks for having me. So, Melissa, let's start at the very beginning. For any of our listeners who might not be familiar with the Rhode Island Community Food Bank, tell us about the history and what your mission is and how you work to fulfill that mission each and every day.
2: Sure. So the food bank has been distributing food. We have a network of member agencies right now, about 158. Um, and we've been distributing food since 1982. Um, pretty much on a monthly basis, we serve 53,000 people a month. So when I hear that number and I first heard it, I thought it was like a year. Like that number is such a large number, but it's actually a per month we serve that many people. Um, so our mission at the food bank is to improve the quality of life for all Rhode Islanders by advancing solutions to the problem of hunger. We envision a state where no one goes hungry. Right now in Rhode Island, we have one in eight households that lacks adequate food, which is a huge problem. When we think about, I mean, I always kind of bring it back to nutrition with the bring part of the healthy habits team. Um, but to cope with that, we see many households buying cheaper food, unhealthier food, trying to water down their food or drinks to make it stretch, um, to make that make that work for them. So we see further health issues like chronic diseases, obesity, heart disease, um, type 2 diabetes, starting to increase, especially childhood obesity, which is a big, uh, big problem. Um, So with that, the food bank also has five core values that we believe in, which is compassion, fostering health, innovation, collaboration, and accountability as well. Thank you, Melissa.
1: So it's no, no question to us how, uh, what a critical role you play in improving the health and well-being to Rhode Islanders across Um, across all many communities in our state Um, tell us a little bit about what an average day looks like at the food bank you shared 53,000 Rhode Islanders a month 150 Mm -hmm. plus member agencies tell us what the distribution chain if you will of food into the homes of those who need it the most what does that look like?
2: Sure. Well, an average day at the food bank is a little bit different for each department. Um, We serve about... Actually, we move about 200,000 pounds of food um, each week. So we're moving a lot of food. So that takes a lot of different programs, a lot of different people, a lot of different manpower. Um, So right now... or with our food and acquisitions and distribution team—they acquire the food, they're organizing the food, um, and then they get it ready for transportation. Transportation is delivering it to our member agencies, and then we also have um, volunteers and other staff that are helping sorting food that comes in through salvage. So donations, like if you go to Stop and Shop and you see that donation bin, that um, those products are coming in. So what we have to do is we have to kind of go through it all, and make sure it's food safety is a big uh, at the forefront of our organization as well. So we want to make sure that the food coming in is clean. Um, It's appropriate to feed feed a family and making sure if it's going to go to your home, it's something that you would consume. So volunteers are checking those products, and then they sort it and get it ready for our agencies to come pick up if they choose to do that at the food bank. And then we have other programs happening where um, the community kitchen uh, program is a culinary training program. It's a 14-week program that makes meals for our after-school kids' cafe program. So we're feeding children healthy meals after school. And then we also have um, our agency services team, which is out in the community. We offer a lot of outreach resources for um, our guests at our food pantry. And then, of course, our nutrition program. So we're going all over Rhode Island. As I mentioned, we have 158 agencies right now. So anywhere from northern Rhode Island all the way to South County. So we're serving a lot of agencies. So we're out and about. um, So there's a lot of, I always think of it as like a beehive. Everyone's really busy all the time. There's a lot of moving parts.
1: It sounds it. It sounds it. And a sidebar, I'll say on behalf of our colleagues here at Blue Cross, we so enjoy the opportunity to come and be part of that busy beehive yeah. of distribution, um, coming to volunteer. It's always a wonderful experience. And I know our employees not only um, find the opportunity really fulfilling, but they learn so much when they're at the facility because of the time and attention you all spend to make um, folks really understand what food insecurity looks like here in Rhode Island. it's so. great to hear. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be
0: right back. Let's take a quick break for healthcare basics. Each episode, we take a minute to shed light on common healthcare terms you may encounter. This episode's healthcare basics topic is specialists. A specialist is a doctor who has special training in treating certain illnesses or areas of the body. Your primary care provider may suggest you see a specialist if you have a specific health problem. For example... You may be referred to a cardiologist if you need specialized care related to your heart and blood vessels. Your primary care provider may suggest you see a dermatologist if you are having an issue with your hair, skin, or nails. Your primary care provider can help determine if you need specialty care.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here today with Melissa Martland-Kyle, Nutrition Manager at the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. Melissa's here today to share information both about the Food Bank's mission and our Blue Angel Community Health Grant funded program, Healthy Habits, Eating Well on a Budget. So through our Blue Angel Community Health Grant program, we're really interested in playing a role in the epidemic that is child uh, and adolescent overweight and obesity Mm -hmm. It is uh, a tremendous issue, not just here in Rhode Island, but nationally. And for the past five years, we've been committed to investing in programs all across the state that work hard to either prevent, potentially treat, or in some way educate and build awareness so that the next generation of Rhode Islanders can really be um, set on a -hmm. a path of, of good health and wellness. So as a nutritionist, you well know the issue. In fact, Rhode Island uh, Kids Count recently made available some data mm-hmm. that that shows us the numbers, the hard facts, that 35% of all uh, children and adolescents aged 2 to 17 in the state of Rhode Island are either overweight or clinically obese today. Um, how does that issue of obesity Relate to the work that you're doing, specifically through the Healthy Habits Eating Well on a Budget program. I think most people don't make the connection between hunger and overweight or obesity. Help us understand that.
2: So at the Food Bank, um, through our Healthy Habits program, um, we offer many different programs and classes. Um, And the Food Bank itself um, is at the forefront of putting nutrition um, forward as well. We have um, our last three-year strategic plan that was um, developed in in 2016. um, Basically revised the organization's core value and elevated the issue of health and nutrition. Like we talked about um, fostering health was one of our core values. We want to make sure that all Rhode Islanders have access to healthy food because healthy food is essential for good health. So we know people think people are hungry, but they're not just hungry. They're hungry, and many of them are sick with a chronic disease. So that's a big problem, especially when it comes to children. Like I mentioned before, if they're watering down food, or trying to stretch their food, there's a lot of children that um, are losing essential nutrients, especially at a a stage where the development is so important um, for things like fruits and vegetables, where they're getting their vitamins and their minerals and proteins. And the core foods is what we talk about. So the food bank is really invested in ensuring that our food pantries have those types of foods available to them. So our healthy habits team um, is a really important piece of that because what we do is we spread the word of the, the significant connection between the food security and health. When you hear the word um, malnutrition, you kind of think of someone who's underweight or malnourished, but obesity is right, right, is right there. You're seeing obesity not being just their other chronic disease. You're seeing children as young as like five, six years old have um, type 2 diabetes, which was unheard of years and years ago. Um, so that's a big problem. And a lot of it is because poor diet or lack of um, enough eating to eat. Families are buying food that's um, that's cheaper, so like fast food, um, cheaper snacks that are just filled with sugar, sugary beverages, and they're also seeing lack of physical activity. We're seeing a lot of screen time, so it's a couple different things um, that really kind of Bit com- of a perfect storm. Exactly. Bit yeah. So and this storm. is this spiral that we kind of keep seeing. Um, so we try to address a little bit of everything. So when we're talking about food insecurity um, and health and how we can bridge that gap, so that's where Healthy Habits comes in, and we bring our nutrition program um, pretty much all over Rhode Island. So all of our member agencies, we also have partner agent partner um, with a lot of health centers. Start Rhode Island. We have about five or six uh, health centers in Rhode Island right now that we partnered with. Um, so we also bring our Healthy Habits classes there as well. Because we're seeing families who are in low-income areas who are visiting these health centers don't have access to nutritionists or dietitians or any form of um, education, nutrition education. So we're bringing that to our our agencies, our food pantries, meal sites, and then as well um, uh, health centers as well. It sounds like a vast amount of work. Tell us
1: just a, a little bit about what a healthy habits workshop might look like in, say, A health center or a child care center
2: absolutely so a little bit different we like to gear our classes specifically to our audience that we're seeing that day so we have uh, workshops one-time classes and then we also have six-week series classes so in our six-week series classes we gear that towards children specifically families and then um, adults or older adults Um, So what that looks like when it comes to, let's say, a health center, we're talking more preventative or management. So that could be type 2 management or preventing type 2 diabetes. It could be about heart disease. And if we're going to a children's center, um, we're going to be working with children on exercise, healthy eating, um, kind of focusing on – access to fruits and vegetables, a lot of times we go to classes and we have, we always offer fruits and vegetables as part of our lesson plan and and tasting and trying food, seeing what these vegetables look like, what they feel like, what they smell like and taste like. And a lot of times kids will say, I've never tried broccoli before or things you wouldn't think about or I've never had a purple carrot before or a purple potato. So it's something to see and these kids get really excited about it. Um, And so with our six weeks children's program, we make sure that we're talking about health, um, but really through just trying those new nu- nutritious foods that they don't have access to either at home or um sometimes they're just getting that at school so that meal bu- meal gap that we were, we'll be talking about and then for our family class we're talking about um a 6 week program that works with families in anywhere from um like basically newborns anywhere from 18 years old we talk about cooking with kids at home bring them into the kitchen um, getting them off the couch, getting them off that screen time, and getting that connection of parents talking with children about health. Um, I mean, obesity is a sensitive topic to talk about, so we try to kind of go around it um, and really just enforce healthy, um, healthy diets that way. So wholesome foods, cooking at home, avoiding fast food, eating on a budget, and eating um, eating well. It's um, a lot of people think it's a big myth of that healthy food can be expensive, but we make sure we make it work. A lot of our recipes are like seven dollars or less. Um, they can be made in 15 minutes to 20 minutes on the table you have a really great nutritious meal for you and your family Um, and the kids get in the kitchen they help cook and they get excited about food especially fruits and vegetables and we encourage that all forms matter so that could be fresh frozen canned foods however they're able to source it we make sure that um, we teach them how to cook it and how to make it stretch for their family what they're getting in their food pantries and, um, and meal sites as well. So it kind of encompasses There's a lot involved. It's not just talking about food or cooking food, but we're making sure we're hitting all the points to kind of fight fight obesity and what kind of um, everything that triggers it as well.
1: Well, we're so grateful for the opportunity to be able to fund uh, a piece of all the work that happens at the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. Um, and we know alongside of you that the education and uh, awareness that you're working hard to build with the youngest generation of Rhode Islanders will pay dividends in the, in the long run. you're really working hard to dispel some of the myths and remove some of the barriers that, um, that uh, make eating well and living a healthy lifestyle um, a challenge for some. So great work to the team mm-hmm. at the Food Bank. And thanks for being willing to come and talk with us uh, during today's
2: podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I mean, we're thrilled and honored to have and received the Blue Angel Community Grant and we're able to um, continue spreading our outreach and um, we couldn't really do that without you guys. So thank you again.
0: Thanks, Melissa. Thanks. That's it for this episode of the Road to Health podcast brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Our producer is Jill Flaxington. Our sound engineer is Jonathan Finn. For more information on the topics discussed or to listen to our library of episodes, please visit bcbsri.com. If you'd like to connect with us or have a story to tell, we are at BCBSRI on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening.